and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. It is a big week in the National Football League. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Red vs. Blue Friday Night Football, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your night. I'm Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, and as always, joined by the big blue co-host himself from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. Mikey, uh, big week for the NFL, big week for your, your Kentucky Wildcats, I guess, and it was a it was a good week for Louisville. Uh, you know, look, they, they lost the game to Florida State, but they looked good doing it until they just didn't have enough ammo. And the coaching staff, they were outcoached in that game. So a lot, lot to be proud of for both of our programs. Yeah, no no doubt about it, Scott. Uh, turn your uh, mic up if you can uh, so I can hear you a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, uh, Scott, uh, it's great to be on uh, Red versus Blue again. Uh, sorry I missed last week. I had a little bit of a uh, – blue bug or whatever you might call it but uh anyway uh university of louisville has a lot of things to uh look forward to in the football program and so does kentucky um moving to this week this is bye week bye 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 and bye week i mean there's going to be a lot of players uh that are on buys that you rely on uh hope you prepared for it uh hope you uh you know took the initiative in week seven, eight, and nine to, uh, you know, pick up players to fill in the gaps because, uh, let's face it, Scott, this this is a tough week for a lot of teams, a uh, tough week for a lot of owners, and uh, this is if – you, if, you if you did your preparation, you're in good shape. If you didn't, you might be in tough shape. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me yeah, now? much better. Much better. Oh, good. Hey, hey. Uh, look, you're absolutely right. Bye weeks are upon us. Last week it was tough with yep. six teams out on bye. We have another six teams out on bye. The Texans, the Colts, the Vikings, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Redskins. Tons and tons of offensive ammo. And it's, and it's damn near impossible to field the lineup right now, especially in the Roto Bowl and the Fantasy Football World Championships. I'll tell you right now, and the Dynasty World Championship. Everything Scout Fantasy right now. It's almost impossible. 11-man lineups make it so tough for owners to field a lineup without dropping people they want to drop. And, you know, keeping the right guys is, is very challenging. And so this is the week where, you know, people may have dropped some players that they shouldn't have just because they had to feel that, you know, they didn't want to drop that defense or yeah. they didn't want to drop that tight end. And so it makes it very difficult. But next week is very likely the pounce week where you get to pounce on those free agents that were dropped uh, this past week, Scott, uh, I'll be honest with you. You're really not coming through loud and clear like you normally do. Uh, I mean, I can understand you and everything like that. So uh, check everything out. But uh, uh, what I'm going to uh, what I'm going to expand on what Scott was saying is, you know, it's it's real simple. I'm, I mean, it's it's a tough situation if you haven't uh, if you haven't been able to get a get a hold of some of those players that are on the uh, waiver wire, then. It, um, unfortunately, it's too late, and I'm one of those. Uh, you know, I I went ahead and uh, one league. You know, I I spent a lot of money early on, and it just uh, it didn't 
didn't come to fruition. And now I'm looking at this week, and I'm going, wow, what am I going to do? Well, I, I ended up having to uh, start Terrence West, and he got a cheap oh. touchdown. Was it a touchdown? Oh. Wasn't it a touchdown? I don't know. But, you know, it just worked out good for me. Yeah, it was a touch. It was a touch, and it was a very interesting trio uh, to watch on that Cleveland Browns annihilation. And we posed an interesting question on Facebook today was, is Andy Dalton done in Cincinnati uh, after that one game? And literally, I mean, I don't want to overreact to a real lousy game, but I think the Bengals fans are tired of thinking they have a team that can compete in the playoffs and then seeing the Cleveland Browns absolutely denial it, you know, demolish them. There is yeah. no hope for the Cincinnati Bengals to make the playoffs. They're done. You need to put a fork in them. They're not getting going to have that division. Pittsburgh is going to win that division straight up. We all know that now after two amazing weeks by Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, have we seen anything like this since the New England Patriots in a, from a couple of years ago? What if? Why aren't teams picking up Ben Roethlisberger and putting him in their DraftKings and their FanDuel lineups? They're still not <laughs> believing that Ben Ro- – what's the over-under, Mike, right now, this week against the Jets? What's the over-under on Roethlisberger passing touchdowns? What do you think it is? Well, I, you know, I don't know what it is, but I know the over-under in the game is 46 and a half. So uh, I would say, uh, you know, that they might lay off a bit. He might only throw five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's what I'm thinking. I, I, th- I think, look, I think the Vegas line would probably be over under of two and a half and let you pick which side you want to go on. Uh, but, or maybe even three. I mean, it's a big number, right? Uh, yeah. But what we've seen out of Roethlisberger and this offense is absolutely incredible. So, I don't see any reason why it shouldn't continue. This team looks awesome. And if you remember back in the Belichick-Brady years where they were just going off on teams, they didn't stop. And that's what it looks like Roethlisberger and Haley are doing. They're not stopping. Uh, They're putting pedal to the metal and beating teams up with the passing attack. So I I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen again this weekend. You know, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised either, Scott. But uh, one thing about it is, you know, Ben, I'm – he he's just he's throwing his arm off and uh but he's he's having fun doing it and he's gonna keep on doing what he's doing. So you know, I'm not a big uh Roethlisberger fan and but the bottom line is, you know, I like what they're doing. I mean they're having fun doing it and that that's a big thing in the NFL. Everybody knows by now this show is brought to you by scoutfantasy.com. Uh, there's currently a special going on. Get three months for the price of one. Uh, use the code REDBLUE3 over at ScoutFantasy.com. REDBLUE3. Uh, one month. You always, you always get a seven-day free trial when you sign up for Scout Fantasy, but uh, the REDBLUE3 code will get you three months for the price of one. Two free months, right? And that will take you through all of the playoffs and entirely all the way through the Super Bowl into NBA. We now have some, uh, some real exciting news. Well, Dr. Roto will join us later tonight. I think even the executive, Corey Parsons, is going to stop in for a, for a spot. But the exciting news is that on Sirius XM Radio, if you're a subscriber and a listener to Sirius, Scout Fantasy has, makes their debut. We make our debut on Scout Fantasy uh, on Sirius XM on Sunday night. Dr. Roto is back on Sirius Airwaves. Tommy G, oh. the king of daily. So you have the best, one of the best season-long players, the person that can give the best season-long advice, Dr. Roto. And you've got the, one of the best season-long players in the world, Tommy G, providing you daily advice. And, look, it's a Sunday night show, Mike. It's from 10 to 1. That means the game's going on on Sunday night, and it'll be about halftime when the show comes on. So come on over, tune in to, the, to that time. show, and then we will talk about the Monday night game. We'll talk about the leaders in the FFWC and Roto Bowl, and we'll, we'll do the Monday night pivot. You know, let's find out what you need to do in your situations in your DraftKings and fan, you know, in your DraftKings lineups because you can do the late player swap. So it should be a very exciting show. Liz Loza uh, will will be on. Micah James, FF Magic Man, will be on. It's going to be a great debut. So make sure and don't miss out on that, Mike. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect time because you can uh, recap the uh, one o'clock, the four o'clock games, and uh, and then see what what's happened in the eight o'clock game as well. So uh, you know, I'm just so recap everything. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, thanks for everybody in the chat room. Uh, Kicking Bass says, wow, Scout is growing, and you're absolutely right. I'm so excited to be a part of Scout right now with everything that's going on. Let's get our leaders out of the way before Dr. Roto gets here because we'll want to jump right into Week 10 with Doc. 
But Corey Gardner is the new leader in the Fantasy Football World Championship. You might remember Corey from a couple years ago, the first year of the Fantasy Football World Championship. Corey led the league after 13 weeks, and he won a car. He won the Fiat 500. Uh, We gave away a car for your points leader uh, in that first year. We had a really cool sponsorship going on. And we thought that it was the most un- underrated uh, accomplishment in all of fantasy football is to be that season-long points leader. And Corey was that in year one, and he won a car. And it was fantastic to see. Uh, Corey is the new FFWC leader, had a great team uh, last week, and he sits atop uh, the leaderboard in the Fantasy Football World Championships, $150,000 grand prize. And his lineup, Mike, it's, uh, it's Andrew Luck. Every leader, it seems like, every week, the leader in the FFWC has Andrew Luck. It's no different. This is an Andrew Luck team. He also has Rob Gronkowski, Odell Beckham, Jeremy Macklin, Matt Forte, and Mark Ingram. Those are difference makers. They're different. They're difference yeah. makers this year. Yeah, the yeah. Kind of and, and you know what, Scott? After uh, after all the players you just mentioned, I don't see any of them declining. I mean, really? Do you? I. I Maybe Mark yeah. Ingram uh, with an injury, but other than that, mm-hmm. uh, I don't see any of those guys uh, declining. Yeah. So, uh, and I didn't, I didn't mention forward. Percy Harvin, and and I didn't mention Arian Foster either. He has Arian Foster currently, obviously on buy. Holy it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting because Arian Foster has the buy, and you know, a lot of teams, obviously in, in our format, Alfred Blue's not available, right? But in your home league format, he may have been on the wire. And I was interested, Mike, in our local league, I looked on the wire, and right. sure enough, nobody bid on Alfred Blue this week. And I'm like, what do you, why didn't they do that? Because it was interesting. It was a bye week for Back. the Texans, so they're thinking, oh, he's no help this week. But Arian Foster could literally be out three to four weeks. I mean, he could. They're going to be very quiet on this, right? No. They're not going to say anything. We're not going to know anything. Uh, we're, we're just not going to know. We're just not going to know. So it's a good – if Aaron you're an Arian Foster, Aaron Foster owner, will be fine. definitely pick him up to back him up. I, I bet uh, you're well, you know what? You own Arian Foster somewhere? Where, where do you, you – uh, I, I, I own Arian Foster in the league. I'm kicking his butt in right now. Uh, oh, yeah, because I took a zero week one, pal. If it wasn't for that zero week one – Well, that's on you. Leaving? That's on you, Bob. That's on hey, you. Hey, I would already be ahead of you if it were for that. I'm, I'm going to catch you by the time the season's over. Congratulations, All Corey. Right. Great start. He's got a good team. Let's move over to the Roto Bowl. Frank Masco uh, is the leader of the 10th Annual Roto Bowl. We, we actually, that's the Scout Online Championship, formerly known as Roto Bowl, but ace is full. His team is 9-0. and He's undefeated, and he's the leader. Guess who his quarterback is, Mike? da 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 Andrew Luck. It's a common Andrew theme. Luck. It's a common theme, and, and it's amazing because, you know, he was drafted around the fifth or sixth quarterback taken overall. Some other familiar names that this team has, Frank has uh, Odell Beckham. He has T.Y. Hilton, uh, Roddy White, Mark Ingram again, uh, Matt Forte again, Jeremy Macklin again. Are you noticing a theme here, Mike? Luck, Forte, yeah, Macklin, Ingram, the uh, Beckham. These are the names that are carrying teams right now. Uh, and, and so ace is full, Frank Masco. Great job to him. He's leading at nine and zero. He's shooting for the fifty thousand dollar grand prize at the at the tenth annual Roto Bowl, the Scout Online Championship. So way to go, Frank. And then we go to the Dynasty Football World Championship. Jeff Keen, Jeffrey Keen, Joker's Wild is the leader. Uh, let me run down his team real quick. You'd be interested to hear what his team is. It's actually at. 1,589 points, 8-1, and one. Drew Brees, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, Randall Cobb. Listen to that lineup. Uh, amazing wow. wide receivers. And, and, look, that's what you do in Dynasty. You can stock load some, some of those wideouts, and, he's, uh, and he also has Le'Veon Bell. So he has a great squad. He's trying to take down and become only the second-ever Dynasty football world champion so a lot of fun for that if you like dynasty definitely check out dynastyking.com for all the details we will be expanding that format next year it doubled in size mike this year you know 144 teams in year one 288 teams in year two very excited about uh the future of the dynasty football world but i will tell you this as a as a contest operator mike the dynasty guys are the most avid fantasy plant fans on the planet they care wow. more about their fantasy than any contest participant out there. I'm just telling you, 
Dynasty is year-round. They don't give up. They're relentless. Yeah. They're trading machines. They're communicating with their league mates, and it is a full-time labor of love. Dynasty, Mike, you know you know all about it. Yeah, they're 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 a real uh, GM. They're a general manager. I mean, they control the team. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, November or March or April. I mean, those are the moves. You know, these guys have to make those moves whenever they need to uh, at such point in time. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome. I'm, I'm I suck at dynasty. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's it's pretty cool really to uh, watch these guys do what they're doing. You're really, you're really, you really suck a little wind in sometimes. Let's bring in this caller from the, 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 the south area here. I, I want to reveal the area code to protect his identity. But this does look like Dr. Roto joining us on, uh, at yeah, 915 right here. Doc, are you with us? I am. I was listening to that Dynasty team, man. That team was pretty good. Yeah, well, wouldn't it be nice to be able to draft that thing? I mean, what kind of what kind of league? You know, league of four, league of five, or something? No, in I was Dynasty, thinking about that. I'm like, if somebody city. draft that, I'm like, this guy must be the best player out there if he drafted that. Team. Yeah, no, no, yeah. two years, two years in, lots of trading. Yeah, that's that's Dynasty. You play Dynasty, Doc? Is that the one hole in your fantasy acumen? No, I actually, I'm in two Dynasty IDP leagues uh, ooh, this year uh, with, wow. with Sirius XM. So it's nice. 40 man rosters, five um, taxi squad guys, rookies. It's awesome. It really is. And I love the. I didn't think I'd like IDP as much, but I do. I love being able to find a good defensive tackle or a linebacker. It's great. I love the dynasty format. How, how does that work, Doc? Well, we've got. We had a 50 round draft this year. And basically, you're drafting, uh, you know, offensive positions, defensive positions. You play 20 mm-hmm. guys each week. And then you've got 20 guys on your reserve. And, you know, a J.J. Watt is, you know, it's, it's hard to know when you first do IDP who are the right values. So certain right. linebackers, especially guys who get tackles every week, are, are really good. You know, James Laurinaitis, guys like Keenan, Keenan Robinson from the Redskins, those guys are very underrated. Yeah. But it's been a blast. Well, good. I, I started my first IDP a couple of years ago. It's a Dynasty Experts League ran by DLF. And it has some big hitters in there. I mean, you're you're talking about uh, football guys and Roto Viz, Pro Football Focus, Roto World, and uh, Scout Fantasy is now a part of that. And for the last two years, and we've built this team up. And, and Doc, I got to tell you, it's 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 just for me, just trying to get my bearings in IDP. I mean, I've got some linebackers. I have Daryl Smith of the Ravens, and I have Lawrence Timmons of the Steelers. They're having good years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really are. Good years. I'm in, yeah, I'm in a league with uh, a bunch of guys from football guys. You know, it's uh, Sigmund Bloom and Tony Sincata yeah. and Chad Parsons. I mean, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's an expert, expert league. And you know what? I always, I'm like, is this guy out there? And they're always taken. But, you know, we have six rounds of drafting. Uh-huh. And I'm already upset at myself because I've already traded four of my six picks. I need to get picks. I need to get better. Yeah. This is uh, Dr. Roto joins us on Red vs. Blue. You can follow him on Twitter at D-R-R-O-T-O and jump into the madness. He's a very heavy Twitter guy. He's also found on our Scout Fantasy Premium forums. He's already went behind the paywall, so he's already pay-per-view, and now he moves. And you moved to Sirius XM back to your roots where you belong, man. This is, this is, this is getting you into the avid, back to the avid fantasy fan stream on Sirius XM. Talk about the show, the Scout Fantasy show, where, what do you see it as? What's it going to be with Tommy G? Well, yeah, we're really excited. You know, I, I think I may, I don't know if you told anybody, on Sunday nights from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, we're going to be back there doing scout fantasy sports. So we're going to be recapping the games and talking about the waiver wire picks, talking about injuries that happen, who are the heroes, who are the zeros, DFS, you know, who are the right plays. And if you have to make that Monday night pivot, Tommy G is there to help you do that. So we're really excited. I think the best thing about Scout, you know, we cater not only to for content, but we've got our own game, right? We've got our own games. Our, the, the best players in the world are playing with Scout and, and Fantasy Football World Championships, and we just want to be a part of that. So we're very excited to be on SiriusXM, and we're looking forward to it. And we're trying to you get you what, to it. Atlantis, Mike. We're trying to get we're trying to get we're trying to get Doc to Atlantis, right? I mean, King of the Beach. We're trying to get you there, or maybe the Playboy Mansion this weekend. Are you gonna take a Are you gonna take a shot at the Playboy Mansion? Would Would Would, would Mrs. Roto let let Doc go out to the Playboy Mansion? <laughs> yeah, no, I enjoy being 
I enjoy being married. I don't know if I need to go there. Uh, the Atlantis would be much better. You know, uh, yeah. we're trying for that one. But, you know, Scott, I got to tell you, you did such an amazing job getting there. And I, I, I am pulling for you. If I can't get there, my friend, I want you to win it all. Uh, I, I have I have a lot of what guys to thank for that lineup that week. Uh, Tommy, I listened to I listened to you that week. Nate Weiser, our our, our buddy that uh, does our Secret Stars, uh, you know, again they they made the calls on Golden Tate and uh, Dougie B, Doug Baldwin, Russell Wilson. That that combo uh, won it. Let's talk about this week's games. We've already seen the Cleveland Cincinnati real quick. Uh, looking forward to hearing you on the air. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, is there anything in this game? Because I'm really confused what to do with Charles Sims. I, I, I love Bobby Rainey. He's the guy, but everybody was hyping up Sims, and, and this is one of those weeks where I'm literally contemplating, because of the buys and the injuries, I'm contemplating starting a Charles Sims, uh, and the options are not that good. Uh, you know, Otherwise, I wouldn't be considering it. But talk about what to expect in this game here. Yeah, I'm not a big Charles Sims guy this week. He's dealing with an ankle injury, and he's not at 100%. So I do think he'll be active, but I think this is Bobby Rainey's game. So if, if we see Sims, I think we're looking at five to ten total touches. I don't see more than that. I think the guy who's very interesting this week is Josh McCown. This is a guy who was the starter at the beginning of the year. People loved him. He had two good receivers in Jackson and Mike Evans. And then all of a sudden he gets injured and he drops off the face of the earth. Now he's back there in DraftKings. I think he's like 5000 bucks. So are you getting a really good quarterback on a team with two good receivers playing arguably the worst defense in the NFL? He might be just an interesting guy to throw out there on one of your teams. Well, Mike, you know what? You I can see that, Doctor. And uh, one thing about it, I mean, Atlanta is, you know, pretty pretty poor on the defensive side of things, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just feel like there's so many weapons there that uh, can be exposed, and, uh, you know, I, I just I just keep believing in Matt, Matt Ryan and uh, Roddy White and those guys <laughs> that they'll come through, but uh, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to channel my inner Tommy G here, and I'm going to tell you that I'm not touching anybody on the Falcons. And it's not because so, it's not because they're not good. I think they're great, but I think I'm going to fade them because I think everybody's going to be on them, right? Everybody's yeah. looking, and the first thing they say is, yeah. "Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, got to go there." The minute I right. see that, if you want to win in a GPP, it can't play those guys. It's not that they're not good, but the contrarian play is how you win. Right. Oh, it is hard to turn it away when you look when you pull up the tools at FF Toolbox. And you pull up your defensive uh, you, your defensive tool. It tells you that the Tampa Bay Bucks are the 32nd team against QB ones. They're the 32nd team defense against wide receiver ones. I just don't see how you can turn that down. Just put those two pieces in to your puzzle because Matt Ryan is so cheap. He's only 6,300. Julio Jones 66. Let me win it another way. I know I know Tommy's not on here right now, but let me win it another way with some other pieces, because that combo is just too hard to turn down. At least I have to have a little bit of exposure to that combo. Well, man, the beautiful oh, thing is there's cash games, right? You want to play a 50-50 yeah. game? I'm all about playing Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. As, as I call him, Julio Jones wrote him, my fantasy son. I think it's about, you know, are you playing in a tournament play or are you playing in a um, – are you playing in a, uh, a cash game? If you're playing in a cash game, you've got to go with the guys who can get you those scores. If you're playing in a tournament game, then you want to be contrarian and you want to find guys who people don't have. I want a guy who's 2% owned. I don't want a guy 62% owned. Yeah. No, I, t- I totally, uh, totally agree with you. Let's talk, about this. Let's talk yep. about this Buffalo backfield against Kansas City. There is some interest here. I want to know what to expect from this backfield. We saw a little bit of Anthony Dixon. I have some people emailing us uh, asking us about Bryce Brown and, and should they start him because his upside is a little bit higher than a lot of the other options that they have. I heard a Bryce Brown, Robert Woods question. I'm like, oh, I don't know how to answer that. What's the backfield going to look like this Sunday in Buffalo? Yeah, it's not going to be Fred Jackson, okay? Fred is not ready. I think Fred wants to be ready, but I think Buffalo knows that they're going to have to give him another week. I think this is an Anthony Dixon week. Uh, here's the deal with Bryce Brown. They traded for him, and if he gets a certain number of touches, they've got to give up a third-round pick for him. If they don't, then it's a fourth-round pick. 
So they're going to be very judicious with using him. So I think Anthony Dixon is probably the guy they own. I'll say he'll get 60 to 65% of the touches in the backfield. Bryce Brown with about 30 to 35%. Fred Jackson will be back. I just don't think it's this week. How good is that uh, defensive front uh, for Kansas City? So would that uh, the uh, running back situation even make a difference for Buffalo? Because Kansas City is pretty good. Good point, Well, I Mike. think the big problem is Sammy Watkins, Roto, is out this week. I mean, I know they're not calling him out, yeah. but, I mean, he's been limited in practice. It doesn't look good. Without him, Robert Woods looks interesting, but who's the other wide yeah. receiver? Is it Chris Hogan? Is it Mike Williams? If you don't have Sammy Watkins there, now you could put eight men in the box against Anthony Dixon. I think Buffalo's in all kinds of trouble. I like the Bills, yeah. but I like them way more with Sammy Watkins than without him. It's the yeah, Hulkster, baby. I, agree with I, like, that. I like Hogan. We, we've been waiting on a Hogan uh, appearance in the uh, in the NFL. Let's move on to another game that we've been waiting. Uh, look, Miami looked really good last week. Uh, that's another week for their defense, a victory against the Chargers. Unbelievable. I, I was sitting there every time I looked at that game. I was just blown away at what I was watching. And now they get the Detroit Lions at home, who have been just damn near equally impressive against uh, their opponents. Let's look at D- uh, Detroit, number one against QB1s number one against RB1s, number one against wide receiver twos, and number two against tight end ones. They have been absolutely stuffing fantasy owners. So if you, you know, you can't play anybody on Miami, you really can't play anybody on Detroit right now. Calvin's back, though. Tell us about this game a little bit. Oh, I can play Calvin Johnson, and I will. I mean, look, Brent Grimes is 5'10", Cortland Finnegan's 5'9". Calvin Johnson's, what, 6'4", and he can jump about 10 feet in the air. So any ball that's close in the end zone, I'll give it to Calvin. I think the guy that's worrying fantasy owners right now is Golden Tate. Because you're like, look, without Calvin, Golden Tate was a great play. And now people are panicking about Golden Tate. But I think this makes him an even better play because now he's not going to see double coverage. So why can't Golden Tate go six for 80 and Calvin go eight for 150? Matt Stafford's looked terrible for the most part this year because he doesn't have Calvin Johnson. I think this will help the entire offense. And just Calvin's mere presence on the field will give them a little bit more room to run and certainly more room to pass. I like Detroit to win this game a lot. I think the big thing with last week, I don't like West Coast teams flying across the East Coast and playing that early game. It never goes well. That was San Diego, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, do you have any questions on that game? I mean, are you playing Reggie Bush everywhere? No, no. I'm not not playing Reggie Bush. Uh, uh, I do – I have some same sentiments that uh, Doctor has. Uh, one thing about this game is uh, Miami, they, they've been able to get away with a lot of things, but they're not going to get away with the run. They're not going to get away with uh, the pass. It, it really looks bad for them. Uh, the over and under, one of the lowest over and under. So, uh, you know, I, I don't see any team or any player from either team exploding at all. Uh, in a fantasy uh, aspect. Yeah, this is, a game, this is a game that really could be, you know, 2017, 17, 14, something like that. I mean, right now the Detroit Lions, how much better would they be if they had a kicker who could kick at any point of the season? Hopefully Mac Prater can get, can get a handle on it. He's been bad too. So, I mean, they're really, you know, the Lions have played well. I'm not a big Jim Caldwell guy, but the Lions have played much better and they look confident. I think there's a big game for both teams. You know, there's two games, the Kansas City-Buffalo game, the Miami-Detroit game, four teams with playoff aspirations. And yes. after this week, two teams are going to have a real significant advantage there. So it will be interesting to see how Miami and Buffalo do. Mm. Yep, I, I, Doc, I totally agree. I, you, you, we, we've got, I've got one game left for you before you go. Uh, Carolina-Philly on Monday night. We all like to have a little action uh, just something going on that Monday night game so that we have a little something so that teams don't chase us from behind and pass us up. We're talking about Mark Sanchez leading this Philadelphia offense. Now with Nick Foles out and Chip Kelly, we know what type of offense he runs by now. We've also got Cam Newton on the other side of the field. What's the play here in this game, Carolina-Philly? 
I think it's a, I think it's a game stock with fantasy points. I really do. I think Cam Newton wants the primetime game. He is. Uh, I, I think he wants the lights. He wants the uh, the accolades. I think he and Kelvin Benjamin make for really good starts this week. I like Mark Sanchez. I love LaShawn McCoy. Have you seen what the Panthers done against RB ones and other teams? They've done nothing. Jeremy Macklin, I think, is a good play. So there's a lot of fantasy points. I would definitely, when you guys make your daily lineups, you better leave some spot open for the Monday night game because you're going to need it. Yep. Dr. Roto. I I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Dr. Roto. This game just screams fantasy points uh, from the the leaders that that you need. And the one thing about it is, uh, you know, systems are systems. I've been saying it over and over for years and years. Mark Sanchez didn't work out in New York. Well, system. He works at. He, he's working out in uh, Philly. He has just yeah, like uh, he has. He has weapons. He has weapons that he's never had before. Look, I also want to th- throw right. out there that 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 Philadelphia is number one against tight ends. Is that I'm looking at who they've played in that lineup, and it's only it's Dwayne Allen, it's uh, Niles Paul, Vernon Davis, Jared Cook, Larry Donnell only had six yards. Uh, yeah, but I think it, I think the tight ends have been bad because the wide they, they yeah. can't cover any wide receiver. So I mean, wide receivers are really killing the Eagles. But I want to say, Mike, you're dead on, and and I think Mark Sanchez, the key for him, there's no expectation. When he was in New York, he was expected to lead them to the Super Bowl. Now they hmm. just want him to stand upright for four quarters. Yep. If he can do yep. that. He's not that bad. So I think without any expectations, this guy actually puts up a pretty good week. Push yep. come to shove. Uh, do you see, how how far do you see a Sanchez Eagle team going in the playoffs, Doc? Not not too far, but look, Sanchez has been to the AFC Championship game twice. So I mean, yep. look, he's done it. Oh, he's I do remember. Pretty darn close, you know. So do do I think they can get to the second round? Absolutely. Do I think they're going to get to the Super Bowl with Sanchez? I don't think so. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I, I, one thing about it, Scott, Doctor. Yeah, you got to remember where. Uh, where uh, when Tom Brady went down, what Matt Castle did with the uh, Patriots, you never yeah, know. No, never know. You never. I had look at Jeff Hosteller when Phil Sims went down. So absolutely, I mean, it was a good run. Yep, it was a yep. good run. Doctor Roto on Sirius XM makes his return to the airwaves 10 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. Doc, we look forward to the show, my man. Hey guys, enjoy the games. Talk to you soon. Hey, right, thanks, man. Dr. Roto, you can listen to him on Sirius XM Fantasy every Sunday night from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And you also can find him on the Scout Fantasy Premium member-only boards. He's sitting there answering questions about your lineup. That's what you need. You need that personalized advice. Tommy G, Dr. Roto, Liz Loza, the FF Magic Man, Pilar Lostra, all the Scout Fantasy experts are there to answer your questions. And, look, you just don't get that elsewhere. A lot of boards are there for – you know, this and that or whatever. We're like, no, the boards should be about answering your questions. That's right. it. Right. That's what you want the boards for is to be able to, hey, guys, here's my scoring setup. Here's my team. I'm thinking about making this trade or I'm thinking about this lineup decision. That's what you get over on our boards. Go look. That's what you get. That's what you well, get. Well, so, especially, uh, yeah. especially this time of year, Scott. I mean, these, these are crucial weeks. I mean, we're talking about – you know, making the playoffs in uh, mid-stakes, high-stakes leagues or, or not. So, uh, you know, especially with a huge bye week like this week is. So uh, this is a this is a big week. Oh, this is a very big week. And, look, 13-week regular season in the Fantasy Football World Championship. So you do have, you do have the luxury of uh, the 13-week regular season. But, listen – uh, I, I do have to uh, I do have to pay the bills and read the promo. Fantasy football owners, it's time to crush your buddies and take home weekly fantasy winnings with expert insights from fantasy.scout.com. Scout Fantasy will be your difference maker. Visit fantasy.scout.com for expert advice, including rankings, the latest news and analysis, plus videos, podcasts, and more. Hosting Sunday morning forums where you can get real-time, last-minute lineup advice from our fantasy experts. Get your competitive advantage today with Scout and win on Sunday. Go to fantasy.scout.com, click the free seven-day banner, and use the promo code REDBLUE3. That'll upgrade you to two nice. months free when you nice. join us. Fantasy.scout.com, promo code REDBLUE3. 
for two free months. Okay, Mikey, uh, it was a great set by Doc. He brought up a, a lot of interesting questions. I want to go to the Denver-Oakland game. The reason why I want to go to this game is because, number one, if you're playing in DraftKings or in FanDuel, how can you not just completely expose yourself to as many Broncos as possible, right? I mean, take your shots anywhere you can, but Peyton, uh, Peyton's expensive, right? He's, he's a little pricey. But when you look at Emmanuel yep. Sanders, 8,100, and you look at the one guy that I'm very interested in, Julius Thomas, 4,900 bucks. I don't know how it's he's this time. cheap. I don't know how he's this cheap. He had a couple of bad games, but that's that's what happens with offenses. You you put up a 20-burger, 20-burger, 30-burger, and then you have a couple of bad games. Now it's back to the top for Julius to do his to do his thing, and he's at 4,900 bucks. I don't see how you can fade Julius Thomas this week in DraftKings. Scott, that's that's what happens in uh, in an offense that's run by Peyton Manning. And, you know, you can say it's run by the offensive coordinator. It's run by all, by Peyton Manning. Uh, he distributes, let's face it, and this could be his week. Could be. That's a big iffy. So, uh, if you're going to do those uh, daily games, I, I don't know. I'm, that's a big iffy. What do you I think mean, about, what do you think about that him, second half, he, though? What do you think about that second half? What's a Derek Carr going to do in the second half when he's being blown out by the Broncos? Uh, they're going to throw the ball. I mean, the entire second half, probably the the entire first three, the second, the, the the three quarters of the game, the running game is going to be done. It is in Oakland. Yeah, but you can't expect anything from the ground. They're going to throw, throw, throw for three straight quarters, and I just don't see. I don't. I just don't see any reason to uh, to not get some action going to maybe Andre Holmes, maybe James Jones, Holmes. maybe even the tight Holmes. end Rivera. We've seen this before before from Rivera, right? Well, I mean, I've I mean, bought it hook, Michael, line, and sinker before, but I'm kind of a believer now in Michael Rivera, especially seeing all the snaps and targets that he's been getting. You know what? I'm a, I'm, I'm a believer in Derek Carr and Michael Rivera and Holmes. I mean, these guys are starting to come together. They're, yeah. I mean – there's no way they're going to beat Denver, but they're starting no. to show some promise. And, you know, that's something that Oakland hadn't seen in a long time. They just need a running game. <laughs> the only problem with Andre Holmes is that they're not using him as a wide receiver one. James Jones and Andre Holmes are tied last week. They were tied with 41 offensive snaps. Mike, that's only 67% of the time. I don't want my player that I have right. in my DraftKings millionaire maker or king of the beach – only being on the field 67% of the time. It's like the Raiders don't know what they're doing, so they have Bryce Butler out there sometimes. They have different sets. They have Kembrell Tompkins out there. They have Denarius Moore out there. You don't know how they're going to be used. So I'm very cautious to get too much behind Andre Andre Holmes. Now, somebody does say Latavius, and I'm so glad – I'm so glad in the chat room, by the way, the crew, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, kicking bass just said Latavius. And I don't know what the heck is the coaching staff's problem. Why aren't they getting Latavius Murray involved? How much more I know. of MJD and and uh, Darren McFadden do we need to see? We know this team is done. So why not see what you have yeah. in Latavius Murray instead of just giving him special team snaps? 13 of his you know, 21 total snaps last week were special teams. What are we waiting for? I, you know, I don't know, Scott, and, and one of my draft masters, but way back in July, I drafted Latavius Murray because, you know, I thought, you know, they have no shot, they have no chance, but this is a kid that is really good, so give him a shot. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of wondering the same thing. Uh, you know, wh- why don't they just, you know, groom the kid and let's get him going? I, I, I think so, too. It's going to be an interesting game. What's the over-under on the Bronco-Raider game? Uh, the over-under on the Bronco-Raider game is uh, 50, 5 Okay, 5 Got it. All right. So that means uh, that means a whole lot of Denver and very little enough and very little of Oakland. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally, uh, totally looking forward to seeing what uh, what kind of stats that game produces. Let's move on to one of the to one of the teams that has been a lot more surprising than I think a lot of us gave them credit for. It's the Arizona Cardinals, Mike, and I think you called it. Oh man, uh, I didn't. I, oh, I took man. Arizona for the I took Arizona for the loss last week against Philly, and you took them for the win, and and they they came through. Yep. Arizona did what they needed to do, right? Uh, so, well, that was the week prior. That was the week prior. 
but that was the game. That was the bet that we had, and you were right. Yeah. So St. Yeah. Louis at Arizona, St. Louis's defense looked very good last week. They, they seemed to really assert themselves on Colin Kaepernick and over and over and over with the sack game. So talk about St. Louis at Arizona. What are you expecting from this game? Is it a Michael Floyd kind of game? Is it an Andre Ellington type of game? What are you expecting? You know, I think it's an Andre Ellington type of game. Uh, one thing about this team in Arizona is uh, Arians, he doesn't get nearly enough credit for what he's doing there. He didn't get enough credit in Indy. He's he, he's not getting nearly enough credit in uh, Arizona. But, uh, yeah, I think Andre Ellington's going to have a big game. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Carson Palmer just didn't go off. I, I see I see a Michael Floyd sighting big time. Uh, this team is good. I mean, this team is real good, and they buy into Bruce uh, Arians because – He's he's just a he's just a real good down home type of person. I mean, I I don't want to say about him. I mean, Arizona's good. They're, they're legit. Michael Floyd out on the field eighty four percent of the time to Larry Fitzgerald ninety three, and it, it is overdue time for for Michael Floyd. I just can't get behind playing him because he's only had let's see he's had two yeah. games where he caught five balls, and that's the best he's done all year. Uh, he's just not getting it done, and, and we're, we're, we're man enough to say when we were wrong, we were wrong about Michael Floyd. We thought he would be ready to break out, and he just hasn't done that. So, you know, right. we should have been looking more at the Jeremy Macklin type of, uh, you know, really breakout because that's that's really what we've seen out of Macklin. But Fitz is still there. He's still kicking. And, uh, look, uh, we were right about our bust of the year, though, were we not? Our bust of the year was Zach Stacy, and everybody was like, hey, wait a minute, how can you, how yep. can you let Stacy out to rest? Well, he is officially <laughs> laid out to rest, dude. There, there is no Zach Stacy sighting here anywhere near here. Uh, they play in the hot hand, but Zach Stacy's not the hot hand. They get, they're giving Trey Mason the ball. 19 carries last week at San Francisco. 19 carries for Trey Mason. Scott, I'll never forget. Uh, it was, uh, I guess it was right right before week one. I was like, no, nah, Zach Stacy's going to go off. He's going to have a great year. And you're like, no, 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 no. We've done figured it out. He's he's not going to do anything. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Well, there you go. You guys got me. <laughs> yeah, we get we 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 did call that right. Uh, and, and look, the other guy that I'm that I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen that a lot of people are asking us about this week. We're getting, we're getting a lot of uh, Kenny Britt emails. Now, I wasn't yeah. impressed. I wasn't impressed. Apparently, some other people are. Two catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown last week, and everybody thinks that Kenny Britt's going to save the day now. I just don't understand. Are, are you on the Kenny Britt bandwagon? No, I'm really not. But then again, what, what other options do they have? I mean, that could be a viable option. Well, yeah, it's it's Kenny Britt, 95% of the snaps. I, I'm sure that's what everybody likes to see. He's out there. He's playing. The next guy was Stedman Bailey at, 30, at 64% of the snaps. Tavon Austin at 58%. I have a kind of a funny feeling to Tavon Austin that we haven't seen the last of him this year. I know he's looked like garbage, and he hasn't been healthy, uh, and, and he hasn't been on the field much. But, that's that, you know, again, look, injuries do that to players, and there's a reason that pedigree is important in fantasy football right. because it but matters. This, this is, he was good. He was drafted is, high. He was good in college, and that speed translates. It usually translates, especially shifty speed, not not like uh, not like Darius Hayward Bay speed <laughs> where you have no other skills, you know, to, except you're a track star. Right. It's, it's speed and football skills. Tavon Austin has skills. I, so we just have to get some chemistry going with the quarterback and the offensive playbook. That's it. This is another game that uh, the over and under is 43. So, you know, Vegas is pretty much saying, you know, it's going to be pretty much uh, Arizona 27, St. Louis 17 type of game. So uh, I wouldn't expect anything electrifying from uh, either team, honestly. All right, let's move on. We have a couple of games left, by the way. Thank you, everybody, for joining us in the chat. We really appreciate it. It's, uh, It's a lot of fun being here. Uh, thank you to the text that I'm getting. You can hear me loud and clear. That's excellent. Let's move on to uh, – look, we're not, we're not going to talk about Pittsburgh. You know to start all your players, but I'm not so sold on Martavis Bryant being a starter right now. 
if it weren't for his touchdowns, I don't think you're going to be too happy with his statistics that he's putting up for you, right? Without the touchdowns, Martavis Bryant is, uh, let's see, one catch that week, three catches the other week. One catch wonder. He needs the touchdowns. He's played in three games, and he has five touchdowns. Now, that's pretty damn incredible, uh, but it's not going to continue that way. It just doesn't. It just doesn't happen that way. So if Martavis Bryant doesn't get the touchdowns, uh, buyer beware. Uh, San Fran and New Orleans, Mike. I want to talk about this game because everybody is on the Colin Kaepernick bandwagon this week. Why is that, Mike? It, I mean, look, we know why it is. New Orleans isn't very good uh, defensively Soft this defense. year, especially especially against the pass. Against the run, you know, hey, uh, you know, they've, they've had some their moments, but, you know, against, against re- receivers and quarterbacks, they're not doing such a good job. Talk about Kaepernick this week. What do you expect out of him at New Orleans? I think Kaepernick have a pretty decent day, but uh, I don't see it coming uh, from that guy. You know, there's one guy that's been uh, sleeping in, uh, you know, been under the radar for quite some time, and that's Michael Crabtree. I really expect a big game out of Crabtree. Uh, I also see a big game out of uh, Jimmy Graham for uh, New Orleans. So those two guys, I mean – St. Louis really did a number on Crabtree last week. It, it was like, you know, I you fooled me once uh, last week. I really thought that Crabtree was going to do something last week, and he didn't. Uh, and and St. Louis isn't known for covering their number one wide receivers. So right. I, I still thought that there was an opportunity there for Crabtree to, to, to do some damage, but he didn't. Five for 40 is not damage. Here's the one thing I will say about San Francisco, Mike. They're like the Miami Heat in my book, right? I mean, look, this is their worst start in years. Four and four is not uh not good for the San Francisco 49ers, especially for the fans. Uh, New stadium and all. But they're like the Miami Heat. It's like these players, you know at the end of the year that Kaepernick's going to have these big runs. Vernon Davis is going to catch some touchdowns. Crabtree's going to get the ball going. The one guy I'm not sure of is Frank Gore. I think the Niners – the Niners aren't really feeling Frank Gore this year. It's just they're not putting it into his hands. They're putting it into Kaepernick's hands, and uh, they're they're not doing a good enough job to get Frank Gore going. Fourteen carries last week. Uh, the week prior, nine carries. He hasn't. He's only had one game all year that's had a twenty carry game, uh, and his yards per carry is tailing off too. So I. I, yeah. I think we're going to see a changing of the guard in the second half of this season. You're going to see more Carlos Hyde. Well, that's that's what I was thinking. Uh, you know, in this game, they're going to need the running game uh, to step up quick, whether it's Frank Gore or Carlos Hyde. I mean, it could be this could be the breakout night for a uh, breakout day for Carlos Hyde. Uh, but one way or another, uh, I just I really feel like San Francisco is going to cover this because of uh, Kaepernick. Well, let's see. Uh, New Orleans side of the ball. Isn't this the game that you just have to put Jimmy Graham in your lineup and be done with it? Just don't don't Got play to. around with the tight end position. Throw Jimmy Graham in your lineup. And, look, obviously your season-long guys are always starting with Jimmy Graham. But in, in DraftKings, this is the week to just put him in there. Don't play around with trying to pick up uh, who the guy is, unless you're going to play Julius Thomas. If you want to fade Julius, Julius, Julius is going to be very heavily owned if you want to go against that. Like Jeremy Hill last night. Do you know how many teams had Jeremy Hill on the Thursday Sunday games? Wow. It was it was it was immense, right? There was no reason yeah. to fade Jeremy Hill. Last week, dude, I, I tell you this, I'll tell you a quick story. I had Jeremy Hill. I the way I like to do my lineups is I like to get a core of guys that I put on most of my teams. And Jeremy Hill ended up on a hundred percent of my teams, dude. I seriously had him on every <laughs> single team. And I'm watching that game last week. And I'm literally sick to my stomach because I just realized, I'm like, dude, yeah. I, I, I didn't hedge at all. I should have had some balance. You know how you have to put some balance in your portfolio right. a little bit? I had 100% exposure to Jeremy Hill, and then he's looking horrible. Uh, and then he goes out of the game with the injury, and I've got my my stomach is literally sick. I just had to walk away from the television and, and, and fix some food. <laughs> and, and then uh, I didn't know what to do. I just sat down and just sat down and started gorging on some food. And then all of a sudden, I hear that he comes back in and he scores a touchdown. And I was just, uh, uh, I my, from night to day, dude. If you've ever seen somebody go from the lowest of lows up to the highest of highs <laughs> when he scored, that was me. Hey, that's 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 fantasy football, and that's being an owner of fantasy football. 
uh, Henry Muto says in the chat, uh, try playing Dalton. That makes you sick negative points, right? Uh, <laughs> it does. Dalton was yeah. an absolute disaster. It was a train wreck. We talked about that at the beginning of the program. Sorry, Code Cracker. I know you're a big Cincy guy. Well, maybe you're a Packer guy. You, you know, you wear Bengals outfits. I don't know. Uh, let's go on to the uh, to the other game, Sunday night game, Mike. It's the classic. It's the Bears. It's the Packers. Yep. Uh, weather permitting, we could have some snow on Sunday night, so that will be interesting dynamic always. But, look, you know what you're doing with Chicago. Everybody on Chicago, if you have them in your lineup, you're starting them. You know what you're doing with Green Bay. Everybody in your lineup, you're starting in season long. You're playing all your Bears, all your Packers all the time, right? Uh, the only guy you're not really well, sure about that so you're sure. playing is, is like Devontae Adams. You're okay, maybe you're not playing Devontae Adams. But you're playing Jeffrey. You're playing Marshall. You're playing Martellus Bennett. You're playing Forte. That's, I mean, you're playing them all. Who are you not playing, okay. well, Who are you, you know, playing? That, well, I'm not, I'm thinking about not playing Cutler and playing what? Eli Manning. Oh, you got a little, you got a little, uh, you got the Giants against Seattle. You want to play yes. Eli against Seattle? I, you know, I don't know what to do Explain there. Yourself. I mean, let's face it. Let, uh, let's break it down, Scott. Uh, Eli against Seattle is a very, very tough situation. Hey, I can't, but I can't let you do it. The one thing about it is color, color cannot beat Green Bay. So what six four six. We're we're gonna we're gonna bring in a caller from the six four six area code. Six four six, you're on with red versus blue. Please talk Mike out of this decision. Eli over color. Please talk him out of it. Oh boy, that's I, I don't like that. What's going on with the fantasy executive? What's up, Mike? What's up, Corey? How you doing, Bub? Ain't nothing much I'm doing well. You you, you think you're thinking about Rolling Eli out there versus Seattle's defense over over Cutler because you're scared of Green Bay, um, scared of Lambeau I Field. I, I the, the only reason I'm thinking about doing it is because uh, Cutler just is terrible against Green Bay. Yeah, you know the thing about that is that same topic came up on the on the program this morning. Um, the trends are broken, and you in games this far. Okay, so you're looking at a potential blowout where the Packers blow out the Bears and and the, and the Bears are on the road. The Bears were right. on the road in New England, what's that, two weeks ago? They got blown out, and Jay Cutler threw three touchdown passes. And in, 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 a, in a shootout environment, a high-scoring environment, right. it's not like Green Bay has a great defense. Yes, the Bears could very well lose 56-21, to 21. And and Jay Cutler can throw three <laughs> touchdown passes. <laughs> well, you well, know what? Guys, it's the, funny, hey Corey. It's funny you say that because I'm looking at the over and under, and the over and under in the uh, Chicago Green Bay game is 53 and a half, and the over and under in the Giants and Seahawks game is 44 and a half. So yeah, they I guess it's a better offensive environment. Yeah. And, and, and just so you guys know, 30 degrees is the weather that they're expecting on Sunday night. It's going to be a cold game. But also this, it's the highest over-under for a Bears-Packer game since 1979. Okay? Wow. Well, this, is, this, is the, this is a big game. And seven as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I, it's the highest over-and-under on the board. For the entire weekend, yeah, I'm looking yeah, at you it need right to load now. up in that game. It's a Sunday night. I I will look very likely. It's going to be funny because I'll probably I'll very likely be playing on DraftKings and FanDuel, and I'll be sitting there at the bottom of the barrel. Not you know everybody else is scoring tons of points because I will be have so much exposure to the last two games of the evening, the Chicago or the, the Chicago Green Bay game, and then the Monday night game, the Carolina Philly game. I'll have players from both of those games that I'll probably be so far behind everybody. And then the Denver-Oakland game. How can you not have exposure to that game, too, at 4 o'clock? So I will probably just sit back and fade the 1 o'clock game and play all, all the right, – I'll play all a couple right, of big well, stacks from those two games. I'm going to out – it's going to be interesting, uh, Scott, to see how people use their flex position this week with, of course, all the rage being the, the Monday night pivot now with the flex position. Got a couple right, tips baby. on that. Um, uh, I really – you know, I wish I could help one listeners better right now, but I, I got a couple tips on that and how to kind of manipulate and, and take advantage of that thing and, and get some exact 
get an exact look at almost who your opponents have and how you can pivot and win. But um, definitely going to be a lot of lower scores going into the Sunday the Sunday night game, and then of course Monday morning, well Tuesday morning is when you get to figure out if you'll be able to win a couple bucks over on DraftKings this week because that yeah. Eagles Carolina is also going to be a lot of it also has oh. a lot of potential for heavy offense. You know, I'll never forget you know, the, the night that I was uh, king of the beast leader, or I was up there, and Tommy breaks down the entire leaderboard for me underneath me. He says, this guy uh, has this guy, and this team has this guy, and this guy's going to swap out uh, – he's going to swap out his player. Uh, he's going to swap out his player. Since he has Le'Veon Bell, he can't catch you, so he's going to swap him out for Andre Johnson just to try to beat – just to try to catch you. And this guy, last night going in, should have swapped out when he saw that you had this guy. He's like, what an idiot that guy is. So it's amazing. The grinders do this for a living. They know exactly what they're doing every week. They're um, – they, they're they're studying these types of uh, late swap, uh, the pivots that you called it, and uh, you know that that's a that's a part of being a grinder. So, it's, Corey, have you heard any backlash from the grinder community about the? By the way, this is Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. You can follow him on Twitter at the fantasy exec, right? The fantasy yes, exec. You have you have you have a stalker. Uh, a, a, what what do you call it? A, a copycat on Twitter? And uh, um, I believe it's a copycat on Twitter, and it's somebody playing. Over at FanDuel, that goes by Fantasy Executive, also. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the Fantasy Exec on. Make sure you get the right one. And Corey uh, is also a host of the Scout Fantasy Takeover Show on Wednesday nights. Help you with your blind bidding, your Fab Night, uh, which was a. It was kind of a kind of a lame Fab this week, but we won't get into that. But let's talk about the. You you you've probably heard from some grinders this week. The salaries on DraftKings they're so low on so many big name players. It's taken a little bit out of the skill and make it more of kind of like a potluck this week. Well, and then well, I think one of the main things that went into play going into this week's pricing on DraftKings, the Monday night game from the week from, from before they set the prices, that Monday night game, something with the way the algorithm is set up, those players generally come in lower price. So you have Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell all underpriced this week because they played on Monday night. So that's kind of where that, that pricing discrepancy come in, came in at. One of the big things that we were going over this week is you look at Peyton Manning on DraftKings this week, yeah. that big salary going up against that Oakland team, and then you look down at Roethlisberger, it looks like Roethlisberger is the better play and everybody's going to be on Roethlisberger. At that price, of course they are. But really, it's a smart move to go contrarian, pay up, throw Peyton Manning out there, get one of those stud wide receivers, and find your value someplace else. Yeah. I'm playing some Rodgers. I'm playing some Cam Newton. But when you look at these salaries, Kelvin Benjamin, 4,200 on that game. Julio Jones, 6,600. Julius Thomas, 4,900. Bobby Rainey, 4,400. How is anybody not going to have Bobby Rainey on their team at that price when he's going to get all that work? How did Antonio Brown's price go down? Well, we know that. You already answered that one. Uh, Yeah, McCoy, 5,200. Hillman, Went down from where he was at last week, yep. And then Torrey Smith is almost at the minimum salary. Yeah, yeah. At thirty five hundred. Hey, I mean, even though you know Torrey Smith is give good. give the audience one guy they need to get behind this Sunday. Somebody that's value. Somebody that that screams off the paper to you that you got to have in your lineup this week. You talking about as far as DraftKings goes, Matt Matt Ryan. Matt yeah. Ryan, yeah. I paid the price. Really? I would pay. Really? Yeah, the, the salary is depressed on Ryan to the point where, in my opinion, you almost have to play him at 6,300, coming in to 2,200 less than than, uh, than Ben Roethlisberger right now. Going up against Tampa Bay, I understand it's on the road. They're going to Raymond James. They don't have the comfort of the Georgia Dome this week, but he lit that team up earlier this year for three touchdowns. They put a 56 on him. Tampa Bay is the next to last against everything in defense, giving up the most yards, giving up their 31st versus passing. They've had 18 touchdown passes scored against them. Yeah. People talking about the Falcons' yeah. offensive line. Well, it's not like That's the Buccaneers. <laughs> it's not like the Buccaneers yeah. got you know <laughs> the doomsday defense up front. So I'm not really worried about the Falcons' O line this week. Coming off a bye, got Ryan and Julio healthy. Yeah, this could be well, a three-four touchdown pass game for Matt Ryan. Plus that team, you know, they got to get right. They know that they got to get right. So this yeah, is time exactly. for them to do it. Exactly. The fastest hour the in block. all of yep. fantasy sports was red versus blue. Corey, thanks for joining us, my man. We look forward to hearing thanks, you on Corey. Wednesday night, Bubba. No doubt, no doubt. Um, working on the mailbag right now. That'll be on Scout Fantasy tomorrow, and you know, in Sunday morning, the big, the big, um, 
the big chat. So definitely looking forward to a full weekend of fantasy football. We'll get some college action in tomorrow too. Hey, man, that's fantasy good. chat on Scout fantasy, fantasy Message Board, the fantasy chat. All the experts will be there on Sunday morning for a one-week exclusive promo. Everybody's invited. See you there. We'll see you guys next week. Red versus Blue. You've been listening to Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time.